0: Welcome everybody to the very first podcast for Challenge Success. My name is Courtney Spikes. I'm a parent with a son in seventh grade here at Viewpoint and happy to be talking today to Jill Schechter, the Vice Chair of the Viewpoint Board of Trustees and the parent representative to Challenge Success ever since Viewpoint engaged with the program three years ago. And also we have with us today, Viewpoint's Chief Innovation Officer, Annika Emerson, who's also the faculty liaison. Welcome ladies, so good to talk to you.
1: Thank you. Great
2: to be here. Thank you, Courtney. Oh my
0: goodness. So, you know, let's jump right into it because this podcast is really about introducing everybody to challenge success, whether you have a little bit of information or you're looking to learn more. And I felt like this was a great way for parents and students to dive in um, and get a chance to really understand the meat of it. So in a nutshell, um, and maybe I'll toss this to Jill first, since she's uh, been through the training at Stanford. But in a nutshell, for someone who who really has no idea what this program is or what Challenge Success is trying to do, could you kind of share with us like the 60-second elevator pitch for Challenge Success, just to get us started?
1: Looking to embrace a broad definition of success. So what they're encouraging us to do is look beyond some of the regular metrics that have been in existence for a long time like grades and test scores and instead they have looked into uh uh, by implementing research-based strategies to redefine success to really couple both achievement and well-being and and that both of those concepts should be encouraged and can exist in a student at the same time Wow. Wow. Now you've got my attention. So it, it, it sounds like to me, if I can
0: just reflect back for a minute, like this is really an opportunity for parents, students, and faculty to find a way to find balance between what we consider sort of standard measures of success and the students' well-being as they move forward with those successes.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I, and I'll, I'll piggyback on what Jill was saying. and And I think one of the one of the major defining features that that Jill always says. So I'm going to steal this line from Jill is so that she always says <laughs> that that rigor um, and challenge does not equal load and and toxic stress. Challenge Success tries to turn that on its head to really have us think about what does a healthy prepared um, student look like when they go to college and beyond. What are what skills do they have, and what what can they do with that beyond just Box checking or test scores that don't often serve um, a student as well when they leave and and are ready to begin their lives outside of high school.
0: And that really speaks to the whole viewpoint mission, which is really teaching the whole student, as opposed to just test scores. And it's one of the reasons we picked viewpoint as a family because we loved the idea of having support um, and as part of the growth, both academically and as a person, and becoming a global citizen um, as part of the experience of being a viewpoint uh, student, and having the privilege to to be a part of that. You know, from a from a big picture perspective, I think what both of you are talking about is that there's a shift in perspective that helps challenge success. Um, achieve its goals. And, and I know it's not just at Viewpoint, it's actually a national program, right, Jill? I mean, you went through training at Stanford. Could you tell us a little bit about sort of what it means at the national level?
1: Yeah, so Challenge Success is uh, affiliated with Stanford University, and actually the, the founder of the program uh, teaches at Stanford University. And um, that's why so much of its ideology recommendations, tips and tricks are steeped in, in research. But, but the founder, um, Denise Pope, um, even at Stanford, was responding to some of her students doing school. And that's, that's how she characterized it. So like Annika just mentioned, a lot of box checking without deep engagement with the material or learning. And, and so the objective was then to have students engage rather than just plow through work and get it done that that
0: makes a lot of sense and and speaking of engagement you know how did viewpoint become engaged with challenge success how how did that come about
2: i can i can jump in and answer that viewpoints as you mentioned the experience mission is really closely aligned with with the mission of challenge success which is how do you Um, marry student well-being with academic engagement. And Challenge Success had a structure in place, a method that they invited you to become a part of. And so they have you um, bring uh, a team of faculty, of students and of parents to to campus to learn a little bit about the program and learn about some of the pillars that they believe make up a healthy school environment and then they encourage you to go back to your institution and make that local so make that endemic to your school to your students to your parents and do the work at that location that makes sense for that school um, viewpoint was interested in tapping into that framework and um, and using some of the um, the research and the protocols that they had come up with and bringing that to campus and, and trying that and having um, all these different constituencies um, up at Stanford together, talking through all this together, just really mm-hmm. made it more powerful when we came back.
0: It sounds like you guys had a unique opportunity. I think Jill, you actually went to this training to go and get this specialized training, both faculty, parents, um, uh, uh, and did students go to this training as well?
1: We did. As a matter of fact, we had two students join us, a diverse group of faculty members, and then, and then myself as the parent representative. And it was a, uh, Pretty um, magical way to get a rounded picture and um, a lot of voices into what resonated for Viewpoint School. So you went and had the training, and then you
0: came back and were able to share that knowledge with the rest of the school in a way. Or the upper school was really the focus. The 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 the, the students and is it focused on the students in the upper school? I think that's actually a good question to ask
1: when we um began our engagement with challenge success we um focused on the upper school because that is where we really saw the concentration of pressure on numeric metrics right as the kids got closer to being college bound there was more and more focus on grades on test scores on on those type of things mm-hmm. that makes
0: and, sense
1: right and so um that's why we started with the upper school although there are many lessons that we have learned that really apply equally to middle school students to primary school and even and lower school students
2: and in fact um steven chan our our middle school director had done quite a bit of work at his previous school with challenge success and alongside the upper school team was busy implementing um challenge success strategies into the middle school things like middle school parents might be familiar with, like how, um, how we we keep zeros out of the gradebook. We want to make sure that students have an ability to revise and 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 their work and come back from um, from uh, have fair grading policies within the middle school.
0: You have a specific metaphor you use to explain the different areas of challenge success.
2: Jill mentioned how we we went up together as a team and we came back as a team and then we kind of broke out into our three legs of a stool like to say so we have a We had their students break off and begin to work peer to peer with with other students in the grade to try and develop a student challenge success committee that would work to uncover uh, What was most interesting or most on fire, most important to students, what changes they wanted to make that being really the heart of of what challenge success believes we need to start with we have to listen to the students so they work peer-to-peer there then they had we have a parent focus group that would begin to talk about what parents were seeing and feeling and thinking and then we also had a faculty group that began to work on targeted professional development and workshops um, within uh, departments and within divisions to think about what they could do around particularly homework in the first year. And then we moved a lot into assessment in future years.
0: Great. And I I love the fact that the communication is the key focus here because I think that's such an important part of understanding why we're doing this talk today. What are some of the other activities or ways that Challenge Success has been helpful to the viewpoint faculty since it's been implemented when it began here?
2: Yeah, I think the first year the faculty were um, a really integral part of the plan and we had someone from each department that went up with the team to to stanford and then to came back and began working at a department level on what they were going to do particularly around homework i mentioned um, we did a a student survey around homework too to see what kind of problems there were by um, grade level and within our ap program and then set to work thinking through how we might um, rethink what rigor looks like. I think we kind of calling back to the beginning of this conversation, rigor doesn't equal load. So what what are we asking kids to do outside of the school day? So we did a, a major a homework workshop with all faculty. There's a lot of divisional departmental work on, on homework. Faculty spend a lot of time listening to students talk in small groups. We called them fishbowl activities or or kind of dialogue activities and they would hear what it felt like to go through an entire day. Um, and to juggle the types of extracurriculars and homework.
1: I think the fishbowls were hugely significant part of our work last year. But another thing that faculty engaged in were shadow days. So 25 members of faculty and staff chose to follow a student through their day. And it was fascinating, um, the learning that the faculty expressed after those days. They reflected on how much sitting the kids did in the course of a day and therefore were inspired to change some of their activity in their own classroom to encourage more movement and circulation. They saw the benefits of group projects rather than lectures for one uh, period after another period and how tiring that was. So I think it really gave an appreciation as Annika was talking about the importance of student voice. also equally the importance of the real nuts and bolts of the student experience.
0: That makes and, a lot of sense and been very empowering for the students to have a teacher shadow them. I mean, what better way to show that they're listening? That's great. So it sounds like you had specific workshops for faculty pertaining to workload and homework. And, and I think this would be a nice way to sort of compare. So Jill's you know, a triple threat. She's part of the administration. She's a parent and she has a student who's active with challenge success um, at school or experiencing it as well. So Annika, in terms of what the faculty decided to do or what the activities or what they decided to implement, could you talk briefly about that in terms of the homework shift? And then Jill, I'd love to hear from your perspective as a parent or from your daughter's perspective, how that impacted your uh, time at home.
2: Sure, Um, well, in the first year or or the the second year of the program, implementation really happened in, in how Syllabus has changed how classes changed how assessment changed how homework changed um, In different classes across the school, so it's, it's hard for me to pinpoint what was done blanket wise, but I could talk about you know the math department's um, changes to assessment I could talk about the history departments um, Change to create um, a more cyclical um, um, uh, Curriculum structure so that there wasn't sort of a one and done to to the types of skills that they were teaching um, and we could talk about um, some of the ways that, that teachers really tried to build in um, more time for students to um,
1: to work in class rather than having to do all their homework at home. So, and, and interestingly, to answer your question about what has the effect been as a parent, the um, impact has had probably from a parent perspective and being um, steeped in some some of the teachings is to to try to put everything about my student as a whole in balance so when i go on my viewpoint and see a grade i take a step back and i reflect because is that the most important thing that we should be talking about right when we see each other again at the end of the school day equally important you know might be how we're going to structure our families playtime or downtime, how we're going to take a walk together and maybe later in that evening at the family dinner we have or on the after-dinner walk, that might be a more appropriate time to say, do you want to talk about it? So it's really made our home life and her, um, her status as a student more collaborative.
0: And, and the tips you're talking about Emma, in terms of what parents can have as a takeaway, Right, because we have access to the grades and that moment of reflection, that moment to pause, and then maybe picking a different time to talk about it and maybe talk about it in a different way. I mean, that all came from your experience with Challenge Success, right?
1: Absolutely. I, I think, again, there is no message that viewpoint should be lesser of an academic school or reduced rigor. What, we're, what, what the concept is, is to still make a, a incredibly challenging environment for these students um, by increasing their engagement and increasing their well-being. So when those two components are working together, what naturally follows is a really, really healthy student participating in their learning
0: you know, just getting into middle school and and looking ahead to the upcoming years. I know I would like to put some more tools in my toolbox on how to engage with my son in a healthy way that helps him feel supported um and yet honors the hard work he's putting into his schoolwork, you know, not to minimize it in any way. And I think that's a really um important distinction and point to make about challenge success, that it does still honor the rigor and achievement that these students are are doing, but it's doing it in a way that helps them feel balanced and uh, respected um, and accepted. For where they're at at any step during the process and I you know and I would love to talk you to talk a little bit more about your daughter if, she, if you care to share some of her experiences or any feedback she's given you about changes she's seen as a result of challenge success
1: yeah I um yes I I think the biggest change that she probably has shared is the implementation of lower stakes assessment in the classroom so there's more time that she's um, asked to perform, but each is worth less. So um, in that way, it keeps her engagement um, but doesn't lead to uh, catastrophic results if they're having a bad day here or there. and And I also wanted to mention mention because I'd be remiss by not mentioning it, that one of the really important lessons for parents, is the importance of sleep and challenge success spends quite a lot of time um, on in encouraging parents and having us all recognize that sleep is our kids are sleeping far far less hours than is recommended for for kids their age
2: it's all part of a puzzle right i think how much you're sleeping depends on on what what you're doing with your day, um, what extracurriculars you've chosen, what classes you've chosen, um, what clubs you're involved in, what service you're doing. And Challenge Success and, and Viewpoint, I think, has really wants, really encourages, I think, both parents and students to think about what's important to them and how to prioritize what, what how they want to spend those hours in that no one can do, everything so but everyone should be able to be to be able to pursue things that are of interest to them particularly at a high school like what like viewpoint with so much depth and breadth of its program
0: you know and it, it sounds like um the way that this program is structured that like you guys talked about at the very beginning of our conversation is that there's there's a there's a method there's a um, um a way to implement this that helps us scaffold what it is you guys are both talking about in terms of supporting, hearing the students and supporting them, helping the faculty find ways to implement some of the methods of challenge success. And then empowering the parents to engage in a way that it offers that sort of like last um, support system so that the student is sort of getting a 360 um, opportunity to both have um, be self-directed in their engagement but also know that they're supported so i think that's really important and you know annika you just talked about the fact that there seems to be phases with each year so challenge success um has an implementation stage so could you explain a little bit more about that from a a macro view
2: yeah i mean each school is on its own journey so there there aren't necessarily clear-cut implementation stages but after after you go up, we talked about going to the trainings and things. the The next work in that first year is develop is deciding what you want to focus on, and the second year is to implement what that is. Which for us was student voice, shadow days, um, fish bowls, and a focus on homework. And in the third year here, we're we really feel like we have a unique opportunity um, with um, online learning and distance learning and and the pandemic to really focus on um, from the faculty end on, on assessments and how we might rethink what we're doing. Um, I think everyone has to rethink what they're doing um, during the pandemic, and, and assessment in particular has this has opened a door to talk about what is Googleable and how should we be talking about um, having students demonstrate their learning in ways that feel less high stakes and um, but still achieve the same curricular goals that we had before. And And we've been talking about this opportunity with parents that are literally in the classrooms with with students in the home and and how they might react, you know, class to class or day to day now in ways that that they might have more impact or more control over their their child's um, day and how they might um, affect that, um, the temperature of that day based on what
1: they (laughs) do. Right. so
2: um, I think this year's phase will be interesting. I think we have a lot of opportunities um, to work on um new new parts of the of the
0: of the plan i mean it seems very fortuitous that challenge success had been implemented at viewpoint and hitting its third year in the midst of a global pandemic i I think that we are very fortunate that that marriage had happened um, because it feels like a lot of what you're talking about are things that uh, faculty students and parents are utilizing now or need even more now in this remote environment Jill, I wanted to toss it back to you in terms of you know takeaways for parents and ways that parents can get more information or support or um, access to some of these great scaffolding we've been talking about.
1: Sure, you know I I, I would recommend um, that the first place parents go is our very own my viewpoint site. Um, there is a challenge success tile which actually um, summarizes all of the or nearly all of the work that we've done in Challenge Success to date, and then provides a wealth of links to articles and other information that might hit on a particular topic that parents are are struggling with or or working through. Um, They are either um, authored by the Challenge Success team up at Stanford, or recommended by them so they they, they are um, um a, a list of incredible resources right here on on the my viewpoint tile
2: i'll add there also to put a plug for um, challenge success writes what are called white papers which are easily digestible um, summaries of the research that they have done around homework and testing and those are also linked on that resource board and are um, worth a read, I think, for, for any parent and, and teachers are reading them as well, um, to think about reframing what, they, what their understanding might be of the research behind, um, behind learning.
0: You know, something that uh, I'd really love to hear more about, uh, and I, I can only presume that this is something that's already happening, is that, you know, we have an amazing college counseling department here at Viewpoint, and I've heard so many wonderful things from people who are in the upper school. Can you guys talk about how that works with Challenge Success and what you've seen happen in the past three years?
1: I can, sure. You know, it's um, interesting because I would say if I had to interpret our college counseling's philosophy, it really is an emphasis on fit over rankings, and that marries beautifully with the principles of challenge success.
2: Yeah, in fact, our college um, counseling department partnered with our parent focus group and our students last year to facilitate a student-led activity um, about college fit over college rankings, um, which was very generous of them. Activities they're doing all the time anyway, in other other words, how to get students to look beyond the brand and to think about what is a good place for them to go to school. And so they helped prepare our um, challenge success student leaders um, to um, run an activity of like a blind what we called a blind taste test of colleges. So if you if you tasted the college without knowing the name,
1: which one would you choose? Which one fit you best? And the the students were broken up into rooms according to their college counselor, and um, they went through several four or five rounds of having descriptions of colleges placed on pieces of paper in in. Various places in the room. They circulated through the room and read the descriptions of colleges. So the descriptions would be, you know, based on their size their location um what what their uh programs of strength were what the culture on the campus how that could be described but without the name of the college so they couldn't attach a ranking or a ranking that they presupposed in their mind to that particular college then after they were done digesting the information they were asked to go stand next to the paper of that described the college which they thought would be the best fit for them and then at, at the end of each round there was a reveal of which colleges were actually described there and i, I that th- sounds th- great in listening to the students um reflections a lot of them were very surprised at the things that they were attracted to and things that they didn't realize that were important to them prior to the exercise, uh, they described as having an aha moment as they moved forward in their college search. And another piece, what was wonderful in
2: the room is that students would share out loud what they felt comfortable sharing about why they chose that school. So other students in the room got to hear and, and remember that their priorities aren't necessarily their peers priorities and that they all have their own needs and wants in this process and it's not a one size fits all outcome. So that was really powerful as well for the peers for students to hear that from from other students.
0: That sounds like a very powerful exercise in terms of reflection and identity and uh, awareness of how you're prioritizing features of a college experience. I I hope that's something that they would do every year. Um, I think that would be illuminating for, for any student who's preparing to think about that process.
2: And that's just one, that was just in addition to, um, we we should have our college counseling team in here telling you their their list of activities they do to try to help personalize the college process and to try to help kids find the right fit for them. So that is another, while I'm plugging our challenge success website, there is another white paper on there on my viewpoint resource page, (laughs) fit over rankings, Um, check it out. I think it um, will really help um, put the college process into perspective for, for parents and students.
0: Um, I look forward to having the chance to bring on uh, Rodie and her whole college counseling team for a deeper dive into this because I'm sure a lot of parents would be very interested in hearing more. This has been fantastic. I feel like I've learned so much more about challenge success and in the ways that Viewpoint is supporting this and, and helping our students um, become well-rounded, well-balanced global citizens, uh, especially in this crazy environment we find ourselves in, during a global pandemic. Um, and I just want to offer the floor to both of you for any last words you might want to have for anyone listening um, about challenge success and um, what they could get out of it, or or why they should dip their toe in if they haven't yet already.
1: Yeah, I. You know, one of the um, in in one of the acronyms that we were presented to think about the challenge success structure. Um, one of the principles was a community of care, which is incredibly synergistic with Viewpoint because um, it, 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 you know, we recognize at Viewpoint the, the essential need to provide a community of care. And so um, by looking at the student experience, the faculty and the parents, I think all three together um, create the most effective community of care to make a successful, healthy student.
2: And and I'll just add that I think of all the years to get involved, this is the work of this year for parents, for faculty, and for students um, to keep well-being um, at the center, um, to keep a love of learning at the center of our worlds uh, when everything else is turning upside down. So I really encourage folks to to get involved and to to learn what they
0: can. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. uh, Annika Emerson, Viewpoints Chief Innovative Officer and Faculty Liaison for Challenge Success and Jill Schachter, parent of three, two graduates and one senior uh, this year uh, and Vice Chair of the Viewpoint Board of Trustees. Thank you so much for your time today. This has been very illuminating and hopefully helpful to other parents that might listen in. Thank you so much. Talk to you guys later. Have a great day.